Welcome to So This is Holland, an unexpected trip to special needs parenting, hosted by Michelle Finn and Donna Sandoval, fellow special needs moms, keeping it real and providing a place for you to listen in and say, oh my gosh, me too. Hello and welcome back to So This is Holland. Today, Michelle and I are here talking about bullying. It's something that not only especially needs parent, we worry about as we send our kids off, but if, as like I was telling Michelle, in my case, lots of times I worry about my son being the bully. So let's get into it. Good morning, Michelle. Hey, how are you today? I am amazing. I have been insanely busy. It's crazy how much activity my little apple watch is getting with all these farm chores my garden's going i got my i'm milking goats now which is so fun and i'm getting faster thank god at first i was like oh my god i suck at this but you have a whole zoo now i know i do i have 40 animals i have 30 chickens five goats three dogs a cat and now an 85 year old tortoise that i just i love the tortoise (laughs) i love him he is awesome. He chases the dog or the dogs around like crazy. He loves the animals. He was trying to get into the goat pen. And all I have to do is like call the dogs and he follows me all, all the way up. He'll he boogies when he's chasing the dogs. He walks pretty fast. He's he's a lot of fun. It's a cool little addition. That's cute. That's my um, so when I'm totally off subject, but when I manifest, like when I meditate and manifest, um, you have symbols. Like some people pick symbols or signs that when they're going through the day. If they see this, it means a reminder. they're on the right path, you know, yeah. like they're doing well. And mine is our turtles and tortoises. Oh, so I, I oh my God, so cute. <laughs> so that's, that's awesome. Um, then, yeah, I, I've picked up a new hobby myself. <laughs> yes, I saw yesterday. Tell us about it. So I'm doing, um, added to my art, I'm doing resin and um, epoxy resin stuff. So I'm making like all sorts of different things. Today I'm making a table. You're making um, a table? Making a table. Like uh, it's already a table and you're covering it, like doing the no, top. No, I'm actually making it. I'm doing a mold of the top and then I have legs that I'll screw in to the oh, bottom of it. So metal legs will go. Um, I want to learn how to do like beach scenes and stuff like that, where it's like the sand and the yeah, way. I have a friend that does those. They're really neat how she does it. Oh, it's so cool. I'm so, so into it. So, so you'll start, I'll start adding all that to my store, but I'm like, I, I have to add it to my store because it's going to become a really expensive hobby if I don't <laughs> like make money off of it. But yeah, I I've, thinking- I've learned that my, my hobby farm is not going to make money. It's just cost money, but it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was thinking about us the other day and some of the stuff that you and I t- preached like a lot about self-care and doing stuff for yourself. And mm-hmm. I'm like, look at Donna with her, her farm now and making her cheese and doing all of that. And here I'm doing, you know, my epoxy resin and I have all sorts of other things that I'm working on right now. And I'm like, see, this is what life is supposed to be like. It's fine. I was just going to say that, like, we talk about finding something that brings you joy because there were so many seasons in my life that people were like, Oh, what are your hobbies? I don't have time for a hobby. I'm a mom. Like, 
And I really like was resentful almost to not, I know that we're not even talking about bullying yet, but <laughs> I guess we yeah, just have lots to talk about. We're just catching up. <laughs> we're, just welcome to our, our crazy. Um, but it does bring so much joy when you do have something for yourself and that you find fun and enjoying. And it's not easy at first. And there's always a learning curve and it comes with failure, but that just means that you're trying and that's how you get better at something. So I love that we're both on this journey of finding new fun hobbies. It's, it's fun to watch each other. It's exciting. I did a Lotus candle today and I was so excited. It's so about cute. I love it. So yeah, I, I, on my Facebook stories, I'm like, I'm going to unveil it now. So <laughs> I was scared that I wouldn't be able to get it out of the mold because it's such an intricate mold. And, um, so it came right out and I was like, ah, this is so does amazing. Does the mold stay together or does it rip apart when you take it out? No, it like, stays together. So you it can reuse that multiple yeah. times. Oh yeah. I wouldn't, oh. I definitely wouldn't be able to afford this hobby <laughs> if I had to replace it. But I also like had, I did little beads too. So, you know, how I do bracelets and stuff like that. I'm like, oh my God, I can make my own beads. That's so cool. <laughs> All right. So I guess we should dive into the topic at hand today. Yes. This is your idea. And because you had told a story that you're going to tell us and you had so much feedback, they were like, this needs to be a topic because it's obviously not just me. So why don't you just dive into that situation? Okay. So the other day I took Josh to the park and it's a loop. It's like a mile loop. And in the loop, there are fields. So all these kids were practicing. So one side of the loop had soccer players. The other side of the loop had football players. And there were about eight to 10 teams on each side. There are so many parents there watching their kids. I mean, there were hundreds of people there. And there were people just walking the loop, you know, walking their dogs, walking, you know, elderly, younger, like everybody walking or jogging. So it was a really pretty packed park. So Josh and I were walking the loop. And as we started walking the loop, I'm very friendly. I will make eye contact with you and be like, hey, you know, like just in passing, just that's who I am. Yeah. yeah. And I can't tell you how many people stopped to tie their shoe or needed to watch one of the practices at that moment, even though they were walking without stopping. When we would pass, they would have to turn their back towards us or just avoid us. And I'm like, this is small town living. We haven't had that in large cities, but when we're in our town, which is a little tiny town, we get that a lot. So as we were doing kind of uncomfortable with the situation and not they don't know how to deal with it, deal yeah. with it. And Josh was so joyful. He was so happy. He was flapping and laughing and just as happy as could be. And we got to this one part where we were walking. It was like an end practice. So we were walking around like this turn and there was this kid. And I was telling you, he reminded me of a little Biff from Back to the Future. He had like the crew cut. And um, so he started laughing and started like tapping his friends to laugh at Josh because they were, it was a practice. Um, I just had a bird smack into my freaking window. I was like, what just happened? Like, oh my God. Sorry, go ahead. (laughs) He wants to join your zoo. Sorry. (laughs) That scared the shit out of me. (laughs) Is he alive? Yeah. He kind of like, yeah, he's walking around out there. Okay, we're good. (laughs) But he started he he started hitting his friends like tapping them and making fun of Josh and then the friends turned around and they started laughing. There was the coach was there, parents were sitting there, everybody's watching this, and of course me I I start feeling this like anger bubbling up inside of me like this isn't okay. 
this isn't okay. And Josh, of course, at this point, he was oblivious. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I wasn't. And I was getting really mad. And I'm kind of waiting for the coach to say, that's enough. Yeah. We don't treat people like that. Or one of the parents even standing up going, no, uh-uh, yeah. we don't do that. You know, That's what I would do. And yeah, that- a thousand percent. And I could say that before being Josh's mom, I totally would have done that with my yeah. kid. Yeah. So of course me with the anger, and of course I look a little crazy, but the anger starts bubbling up. So I start like clapping. You know how like when you're at a game, you're like, good job, coach, good job. I'm like, good job, coach, good job. Way to teach those kids manners. Way to teach them how, how to be kind. Like I just, it took over me. I was so freaking pissed. And I'm like, all oh, you damn adults here and nobody, nobody is correcting these kids. And I can't yell at a 12 year old, right? Especially in front of their parents. (laughs) But I can't yell at a 12 year old. I can't be that person. But I'm hoping that the people responsible for them will be. At least make them aware of the situation and how awful they all look not correcting this child that- Like go over and say hi to him instead of making fun of him. Yeah. Um, So then we loop it again. And we get by this again. Now, I will say the second time, so I don't know if something happened, but the kid was like tapping his friends again when we were walking by and none of the friends looked this time. None of the friends paid attention. But what really struck me was I have, and this is one of the comments that a lot of the moms made to me, is the evil, the evil stare. So (laughs) when somebody is looking at your child inappropriately, and look, we all get it. Like I you're going to look a kid flapping in his wheelchair, making silly noises. You don't see it every day. So you're going to get that glance and that second glance. Like what the heck is that? And then you move on about your day, but there are some people that would just stare and stare. And those are the people that I will stare and stare at until I make them feel uncomfortable enough that they stop looking at my child. And that typically works with this little punk. It did not work. He smiled at me with that smirk that you just wanted to smack him. Yeah, he was like, who is raising this child? Yeah. So, um, so we, it was just a crazy experience. And even when we were leaving, some of the games or the practices were letting out. And as Josh and I were walking to the parking lot, um, two of the moms put their hands in front of their kids, like their arms out, like stop walking. And at first I thought they were being polite. Yeah, like let him go. Oh, just let him go, right? But then I realized as the kids tried to walk, they're like, no, no, just stay away. Just just stay. And I could hear like, do they think that we can't hear them? I just don't understand. Like, I'm so clueless in why how anybody would even like, are you sure you're reading into that right? Like, are you sure they like in my head I'd be like, oh, they're just letting me pass by. That's what I first thought until I heard the mom. And then I was like, they're not just letting us pass by. They're being assholes. They don't want their kids like Josh has the plague. And this is why I wanted to talk about it because I get a lot of comments on my stories. I was overwhelmed with the comments I got on this story. So many moms of children in chairs or children with Down syndrome or just children that are disabled in general, but most of them were in chairs that that I recognized, like mm-hmm. the families that we talked to or they told me. And so many moms messaged me and said, that happens to us all the time. I resonated with this. And I got a lot of moms talking about, I just stare them down until they stop looking. They usually become uncomfortable. And I'm like, yep, 
I do that too. So the fact, in one way, I was kind of happy that I wasn't alone, that it's not in my head. That, well, because I that do worry. Conversations are happening. Like, and so that's why we thought it was important to have this episode because when we get a story or we, we share something that has a lot of feedback, we know that it's, it's a common thing that needs to be discussed, right? Like yes. it needs, yes. the conversation needs to happen. And I told Michelle, I was like, you know, I don't have a ton of experience with bullying as far. I mean, when James is having full meltdown on the middle of a floor in Home Depot, yes, but I don't blame them. Because they don't know our situation. They probably think he's just some asshole kid having a tantrum. People don't fully understand what is actually going on in a meltdown, you know? And I've even had people like, hey, that's enough. We don't act like that. And I'm like, excuse me. Like, I've had to deal with those situations, but I don't understand. I don't necessarily consider that bullying. I just think that's stupidity. Like, just. Well, yeah, it's ignorance. Yeah, it's just, you know, trying. I don't know. People get annoyed. Um, so I asked Charlie this morning, cause he's in middle school. And I said, Hey, we're going to do an episode on bullying. What is, what is your feel in the junior high environment? Um, as far as, do you see the special needs kids that are in your school getting bullied? He's like, mom, no, not really. We're all really nice to him. If anything, I have so many friends at school that have special needs siblings and they incorporate in our, in our PE and everyone's really nice to them, which I'm, I'm sure is not the norm. And my son is a pretty sweethearted guy too. And, you know, puts himself around other sweet kids. Um, but that made me happy. And then I know that like at James's school, a lot of the junior highs, which I'm sure that his junior high does it too, because they're the same district, spend the day and go over to James's class. Cause I went to James's class once and they were all the junior hires were in there. So that gives them some, uh, just an understanding and, and exposure to different, yeah. which really good and healthy. Um, I think a like, lot of school districts do that yeah. now. I know I Joshua when I he was that's in school, great. He did it. And I and I'm sure that's not everywhere and it's probably a newer new age thing, but I think it's a great thing. No, I mean cuz Josh is a good bit older and he had it in elementary school. Oh, that's good. So people So, just- but and I was telling you about that too. So with his elementary school, it was like, "Do you want to volunteer and do this?" So the kids would get out of class to do it. And we had um and I thought it was awesome. And some of the kids, definitely their hearts were in the right place. But I was telling you, we went to Barnes and Nobles to um, Noble to support the school one year. Um, they had like a concert at Barnes and Noble. And I'm like, oh, let's go. Your school's going to be there. And one of the receptionists, um, Josh was always late. So we were in the office a lot. So I got to know that team a lot. <laughs> so, you know, she saw us and she walked over and she's talking to me and her daughter, who was one of the aides in Josh's school, walked by and she's like, oh, look, honey, here's Josh. And she's like, I don't care. I don't care. And I, she was so nasty that I was like, this kid doesn't deserve to get out of school, get out of class to hang out yeah. with these kids. Like she just doesn't. Yeah, and she's doing it for the wrong reasons. She really was. So yeah. there are people like that. Um, yeah. And another just quick story, and I think this kind of may put it in perspective, and maybe I'm wrong, but it's my interpretation. Yeah. So I had a really good friend who has another who has a child with one P. Her daughter, when our kids were very small, I used to tell her these stories of things that happened to Josh and I. And she's like, okay, Michelle. Like, she always thought I was exaggerating it. So we went to see them. They lived in Florida and we lived in Maryland. So we went to see them and we took Josh to lunch with us. Her daughter was not with us that day. Her daughter signed and could walk. Mm -hmm. And her, so cute. Like, she was just like this cute little thing you could eat up. 
And Joshua, also a cute little thing you could eat up, but mm-hmm. Joshua didn't walk and he didn't sign. And we were sitting at breakfast and she's like, oh my God. And I'm like, what? She's like, the amount of people that keep staring at him. She goes, I've never experienced this with her daughter. Yeah. And I was like. No, I think it's a total valid that our, our experience is, is so different because James walks, you know, and even yeah. when we are using the chair in like, cause we have like a chair for him for like amusement parks. I definitely see a difference. It's insane. Like yeah. walking is some kind of value to your life. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just, really crazy it's to me. It just catches them off guard. Or like it's a, it's an easier thing to catch with your eyes. So you're like, what's wrong with them? You know, yeah. like trying to figure out what's wrong with them. I don't know. They have the plague or something. Yeah. It's so weird. Joshua has an uncle, um, that has only said two words to him his entire life. Like a first uncle, like a, not like yeah. great uncle or like, his father's brother sorry to call you out but you know you're an asshole yeah i doubt he's listening <laughs> but, um, joshua went through an intensive program one time and when we got like it was like easter and when he was four and i had him standing between like an ottoman and a chair like he was strong enough to do that at that time and that is the only time his uncle has ever spoken to him he said hi josh one time when joshua was standing Later that day, because of course Josh couldn't maintain it on his own, he later that day I took family photos of all the grandkids and the children with their parents. I sat Josh next to his uncle and his uncle asked to move him. He didn't even want to be in a picture with my child, nor have they ever called when Josh has been in the hospital. We I brought Joshua into town, which kind of sad, but he was having a major surgery that I didn't know if he'd survive. So I brought him back to Maryland to say goodbye, just in case. And they did not, actually that day, everybody that was invited, not they hadn't seen Josh in like three years. Not one person showed up to see him. What the hell? Like it is, and I know ours is extreme. I know, I'm just like, who are these people? I just, I'm so, it makes me feel blessed, but so sad that that's out there. Like in me, maybe just, I'm in a naive bubble that I don't see it. Like I just, that's, that guts me. It guts me, honestly. It got, Trust me. It guts me too. Yeah. But I'm more than sad now. Now yeah. I just get pissed. Yeah. I'm that like, if you want to act like that, I'm going to make you feel like a complete jackass. Yeah. No, like when it comes to bullying, what I think I'm like always worried about James being the bully. Cause James will pull a little girl's hair. Like I, hover over James like crazy when he's around other kids because he doesn't know his own strength. He does just grab, he does just yeah. hit, he will bite. Like, and I don't, I, I say sorry so many times when he's around other kids, I'm like, Oh, I'm sorry. He doesn't know. Just give him space. Like I tell them to leave him alone. Like, just give him space. <laughs> like, yeah. it, which I don't know if that's the right answer. You know, I just, I'm not going to explain James to like a little three-year-old that doesn't get it. Like my nieces and nephews are around a lot. And so they're funny with him and watching them gain an understanding from when they're small and don't get it. And they're like crying because James hit me. And they're like, and then I have this little niece. She's a little spitfire. I watch her antagonize James so that she gets hit. <laughs> and then she battle. So now I'm like, Hey, you know, the game. stop, stop antagonizing him. Stop trying to get attention. That's funny funny but that's that's where I like 
sometimes wonder if I'm doing a disservice to him and to them and just not letting it all play out. But at the same time, I don't want him hurting other kids and being a bully. I think it all depends on the situation, right? Like where, when to explain, when to just walk away. I will say like, I have that evil stare for kids. Like I would say probably eight and up. Or yeah. maybe nine and up, like some, like a little bit yeah. older. Yeah, I will give the look, like the the stern mother look. Like yeah. I don't think so. We don't yeah. treat people like that. But for small children, when they're staring and staring, I will smile at them and say hi, because yeah. I want their memory yeah. to be positive when they see people with special needs. That because I went, I remember being in um, Girl Scouts and we went to a retirement home. Mm-hmm. And (laughs) yeah, and I was about eight years old and all the people were so they loved that we were there. But there was one lady and she she probably had some mental issues going on at that point. And um, she's rocking back and forth in her chair. And I kind of look at her because I didn't know what was going on. I'm like, huh. And she stuck her tongue out at me. And (laughs) it traumatized me. Like I was scared to go back into that nursing home after that. Because, and, and it did, it traumatized me for years. That's awful. And, but but I think about that moment though with Joshua, just because I'm like, I don't want small children yeah. to be traumatized yeah. because they don't understand. And that was yeah. why I was traumatized. I didn't understand that she probably had no control over it. I mean, she was being right. a mean old lady, but. Oh, there's plenty of mean old ladies. Oh, yes, uh, but, but what was going on with her was probably somewhat beyond her control. Right. Right. So I think about that when I look at the little guys or I'll yeah. be like, he's got really cool wheels. Doesn't it? Doesn't he say hi, Josh? Cause all the yeah. kids are like amazing. The wheels. most thing I get from little kids are like, they'll, you know, why doesn't he talk? Mm-hmm. What's wrong with him? You know, but then I'll, I'll kind of include, I'm like, James, give him a high five or we'll have James, like he'll do something funny and we'll be laughing. He's like, Hey, they're funny. And try to like incorporate them as much without yeah. being like, I'm not going to bend over backwards trying to no, like, absolutely. But- but just make it a positive experience, not only for them, but for James, because yes. James loves it when other kids include him and give him high fives and knuckles. I'm like, oh, you mm-hmm. want to give James a knuckle? And like, he'll go and, and James will go. <laughs> and they think it's hilarious. He just he brings joy when he's happy. Like, it's just, absolutely you can't stop yourself. Um, So that's been a good experience. And then going back to like school when I was there. I just thought about this with the other kids. Um, there was this little girl, the two little girls that came, oh, you're James's mom. James pulls my hair. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. And the teacher looks at me, she's like, oh no, they pull each other's hair. This is a girl that's glutton for punishment. She asks for it all the time. <laughs> so Josh, like- Josh went to a school in Florida where um he he was the most affected person in the class. The kids were all walked and talked, and yeah. they it was an amazing group of kids with him. And every time I would come in, they'd be like, Josh did this. Did you know he didn't want to walk today? I told him he had to walk, but he didn't want to walk today. <laughs> like they, as soon as I'd walk in to get him, they'd all tattletale on him, which I loved because they- Well, especially in a special needs class because they don't have filters like yeah. whatsoever. And so they're just like, and they like the attention of adults and a new adult in there. Yes. And I mean, she was, this little girl was cute as hell, but you could tell she was a little feisty and she was funny. She was like, I like your purple eyeshadow. I love your hair. You know, she was like sitting on my lap and hugging me, but she was just telling me all the things that James does to her during the I day. Love <laughs> I love it. It's so freaking cute. No, there, there's definitely a need for education in our country, in the world. But I know for the United States, 
um, with some of the things that Joshua has been through, we have met so many people from all around the world. I think at one point I had counted 36 countries we've met people from. Yeah. And the United States, we really do treat our special needs population so much worse than a lot of other countries. We have more services because we have more money, but it we treat them without like respect. Class. Yeah. So it's something that that we have to work on. And that's a huge thing that has to be worked on if it's going to change, because we're just, if we're raising this next generation with parents like that at the sports field that are not reprimanding and correcting bad behavior and making it okay, like that's not okay. And where are they learning that from, from their, from their parents, from the adults, you know, so it, it really needs to change from within. It does give me hope that, you know, Charlie's not seeing that in his school, like, I'm ho- but we're also in Southern California. There's a lot more inclusion here. Like we're not small town. And like you said, you don't see it quite as much when you're not in. No, I love going to big areas and there's yeah. more services in big areas, but I love going to big areas because people are so kind. Like I thought when we lived in a small town and when we moved to Fort Lauderdale, I was like, oh my God, this is going to be awful. See, Everybody's going to be so opportunity was- to have interaction with others. Yes. It was so, it was so the opposite experience. We had people would stop to open a door while he was in his walker. And I'd be like, oh, it's going to take us like 10 minutes to get there. They're like, it's okay. It's okay. That seems common to me. Like, I'm like, duh, like people should do that. Share kindness. Like here people will step. Like I have to, when, cause Josh isn't in a walker when we're out now. So when I'm like walking out a door, I'm like, I'm like walking back. I always make the joke with people. Like I should have one of those beepers on the back of me. Yeah. You know, because I'm always walking backwards to open doors to pull him well, out. Think about a mom with a stroller. Like it's it's yes. awkward, it's hard, and people open the doors for him. It should be exactly yes. and for the same us. Situation. They will step between me and Josh to get into stores. Like he's not even there. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> well, I'm glad we had this conversation, and I think that it needs to be more in the forefront, and people need to be aware. And if you see your kids being little assholes, correct them. You know, <laughs> like if, I have to if, say hi. Yeah, like just have a good conversation with your child about inclusion, and that not everybody is the same, and to be nice to others. Like just be kind. It's it's something that all adult. I mean, especially right now in this environment of just society be kind you do not know what other people are going through what they've lived through what they live through each day just be kind and here's the thing too your kids don't need a big explanation so when they're asking you because you don't know the answer instead of shutting them down for joshua it's as simple as me telling a child his muscles work a little bit different than yours so it's a little bit harder and they're like okay that's all you have to tell your children is something simple whatever it is that you know and you know what they're gonna follow your lead compassion always thank you for listening if you would like to hang out with us and be a guest on our show you can go over to our instagram page so this is holland podcast go to our bio and there'll be an application there you can also find donna at determined donna on instagram Or you can find Michelle at Michelle Finn Coaching on Instagram. Have a great day.